Dan. Hey, Maggie. Glad to see you dressed up for our podcast today. Okay, you can see I'm in pajama pants, but nobody else can. So wait a call. Unless me they're out. watching the video on YouTube, but no, yes, otherwise I, they're just hearing that you're in pajama pants. In which case, sorry that I outed you. I have the frame, so you can't see the pajama pants. But speaking of YouTube, I would like to apologize for the fact that I accidentally deleted half of last week's podcast footage. So if you are one of our YouTube watchers and you notice that you cannot see us or see me for the majority of the beginning of the podcast, um, this is my formal apology. You know what though? It's so funny because there's a moment that you can, if you could see Maggie after that moment, you, you could see on her face that she knows what she did. Because like I saw it and there was definitely a difference in your tone yeah. between the first and the second half of the podcast because you knew what you did. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. a really hard time for me. <laughs> I know that feeling, man. I know the feeling of, of making mistakes that you just can't take back in that yeah. moment. It's not easy. No, but it is this not. This episode's going to be great. You're in perfect focus. You're looking great. And we are, we got a lot of awesome questions and a lot to talk about. So, what do you say we get rolling? <laughs> Let's roll the intro music. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. I want to see how many episodes you say. Um, we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> we got a really big show. I feel like and it might yeah. be every single episode. Well, we always have a lot to talk about. Well, yeah, it's a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. If we run out of stuff to talk about, we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, okay, honestly, the first thing I wanted to talk about on this lovely podcast um, is kind of our experience of like what we just came out of from Texas. We had a family wedding in Texas, um, and a lot happened, and I'm sure you have some stuff you want to talk about as well. But honestly, what I wanted to touch on was we met up with – um, mom's uh, niece, Melissa, um, whose family, and she had her two kids with her, um, a seven-year-old and a eight-month-old? Is that seven-month-old? Nine-month. Nine-month-old. Owen, Owen is nine months, yes. Yes, Owen and Sean. Um, and we kind of got to spend a few hours like playing with them, talking with them. Well, the baby didn't talk very much. Or at all. But <laughs> the rest of them, we like, it, it was really cool. I vlogged a lot of it. It's on my YouTube channel. But seeing it really, really made me think. And like even saying, mom, like hold the baby and stuff. I was like, grandparents. Like y'all look like you want to be grandparents. And like you'd be such good grandparents. And I was just wondering if that thought was in your mind as much as it was in mine. Oh, of course. I mean, <laughs> I've been thinking about being a dad since I was a kid. Yeah. And when I think about my, my life in and, and older age, it definitely revolves around grandkids. Now, I recognize that's not in my control mm -hmm. and I can't force those issues, but I definitely love being involved in kids' lives. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, you know, parenting is such a it's such a challenging thing. And talk about making mistakes. As parents, you make mistakes all the time and you go, oh, I wish I could do that over yeah. in some respects. Well, when you're a grandparent, you get a chance <laughs> to do it over in some ways and in a different role with a lot more wisdom, a lot more maturity, maybe a little bit less stress in your life and um, not the full burden of raising a child. But um, yeah, I, I, I think being a grandparent, being a grandfather is going to be amazing. I also think about that relative to my health. Like I want to be in enough physical shape that I can still like play with my kids, play with my grandkids. And 
um, you know, hold them and pick them up and throw them around and all kinds of fun stuff, which I hope I'm still able to do by the time that happens. Yeah. I'm sure I was throwing Sean around a good bit. You were. Yeah. Yeah, he was fun. You know, kids demand so much energy, and that's (laughs) why they say it's a good thing young people have are the ones who have kids. Because when you get older, you wear out a lot quicker, obviously. But, um, yeah, he just goes and goes. We taught him how to juggle. He was in one of our... He was in our TikTok that we did. He was, yeah. You had the intention that we were going to do a lot of TikToks in the flow of all this. And oh, my gosh. It kind of didn't happen. Yeah, I had, I had about four. And I wanted to do, like, at least one on your channel, too. And the only thing we ended up doing was one on my channel. But we did vlog a good bit for YouTube, which I'm going to be posting more on there. So I'm happy that happened. Um, but, no, it was my whole intention with the trip of I went into it with the attitude of anything that's going to pull me away from family, it isn't worth it. Cause well, and, and from Clayton and Susie. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. To celebrate them and their day and their marriage. And, yeah, like it was um, clearly you know, a time that was not about us. And I even had that thought where I was, I was like, oh, maybe I'll go work out because we had some downtime. And I, I was like, a hotel gym, that sounds nice. And I thought, okay, well, that's 40 minutes in a hotel gym by myself away from my family that's coincidentally here and then like shower after. And it's like, okay, literally that's so much time that I could just be spending with the people around me. And like, I don't, I don't see my grandparents that much anymore. I don't see my cousins that much. Um, yeah. And so it was just, we did some family walks, but typically that was before you were up. That's was not like true. Exercise. I was, did up- you do a family walk on the, by the river, Austin? No. Okay. <laughs> but I ran into Grandma and Ruby on the way to a family walk and Aunt Sandy. So yeah. I was awake. Well, there's an early crowd. A lot of people get up, drink their coffee, and the kids were sleeping in a little bit. But bottom line, <laughs> it went wonderfully well. Everybody's travel was perfect, in and out. You all made the wedding. Um, and Eddie was there. It was so good to see Eddie yeah. and spend time with him and get the family together, the four of us, which mm-hmm. won't happen again until Christmas, unfortunately. I know. And, and so it's like good for the heart, but then the parting is, again, so much more difficult. Yeah. 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 But what was your favorite part of the weekend? Um, seeing your cousins? Seeing everybody, genuinely. Like, we have not had a family gathering with, like, that – many of our relatives, which we have a, like your side of the family, I'd say is pretty small. Mom's side too. Like, like it's, we don't have a crazy, crazy big family. Um, and so when we can get most everyone together, that's a, that's a really cool thing. Um, I also thought it was fun to be able to be walking around Austin and you run into family. You're like, yeah, hey there. <laughs> like, that was just, <laughs> that was fun. Um, Absolutely. It was a really great wedding, small wedding, 40 mm-hmm. something people yeah. in beautiful view, perfect weather um, outside, looking over from the, uh, an elevated area, looking over the whole city of Austin. It was, it was really beautiful, great sunset. Um, the ceremony went well, you know, as the officiant of the wedding. That's always something I stressed over, but. I didn't, it wasn't perfect, but I tried to do the best job I could and give them uh, a great moment to celebrate with everyone. And You did. You know, it all worked out. And then I went from there to another speech and then just got back late last night. And here we are, back in podcast mode. 
Yep. I remember asking you the other week, I was like, so when are we done with this podcast thing? <laughs> like, like, you know, it we just keeps know. happening. We have uh, no idea. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, it, it, and part of what keeps it going, yeah, it's like laundry. Mom said, it's, you know, laundry, uh, you got to just keep doing it. Yeah. Yep. And so, but part of it that makes it awesome and amazing are the questions that just keep coming from wholesomechaos.com. Thank you for going out there. To, this week, we've got questions from Spain, from Pakistan, from, uh, I think, Germany, from all over the world. And so we have a great opportunity to hear from you and hopefully to add some insight and fun and smiles into your life. Um, you want to take the first question, Maggie? Sure, but you read it. Okay. <laughs> what are your fears for one another, fears for each other? For example, Maggie in college or Dan traveling so often, do you celebrate? Okay, well, we're going to stop that. There's more <laughs> questions because this, this girl, Chloe, asked like six questions in one question, which hmm. I admire that. Like, you, way to go for it, Chloe. Um, but let's just do the first part about fears. Yeah. What are your fears, Maggie? Whew, this dives into a lot. Um, mm -hmm. Something I feel like a lot of people don't know about me is how much of a like scared child I was. I, I still get scared a lot. And looking back at it now, I can definitely identify it as like a lot of OCD and stuff like that. Um, but as a kid, I had, I had no idea. And I had a lot of fears. Yes, my dad traveling all the time was really scary to me. Um, I also, I like, I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast before because I feel like I would have remembered it. But I went through a huge phase when I was maybe in fifth grade or something where I was like, I think I saw a documentary at a friend's house where there was like a fire and it ended up like, killing family members and like killing the dogs and stuff. And that like stuck with me so hard where I had a time, I th I'm pretty sure it was fifth grade where I could not fall asleep at night because I was so terrified that that was going to happen to me and that I was going to lose my family and that I literally, I would stay up all night. I remembered, um, we had a dog, Serena, who was like the sweetest dog. And I would like keep her in my room and be like no stay with me stay with me like we're gonna protect each other it's gonna be okay um and it got so bad to the point where I remember like I would check the gas every night I honestly still do that um yeah but like you do I or would you remind us to check the gas yeah I would check like, the when gas we're on the every phone night with you, even now you say okay if you check the gas yeah but I remember being at school in fifth grade I believe it was um and the whole day while in class I would just like sit there and be praying the whole time because I was just terrified of what was happening at home. Like I, I was so consumed by that fear. Um, and that, that was an interesting thing to me. I was actually talking to a friend about this yesterday where if you asked anyone who was around me as a child, they were like, she was such a happy kid. Like so, so happy. And I was, I was a very happy kid, but I had very drastic highs and lows I was also such a sad, scared kid. And I literally find notes from my childhood self or like old diaries where just reading it, I'm like, wow, I didn't even remember how sad I was. Like, it's, it was really sad. But yeah, those were some of my like main fears. Um, I think I used to have dark thoughts too, though. I mean, like really, not like I was doing demonic things, but mm -hmm. terrible things happening to me, terrible things happening mm -hmm. to the people that I love. I think you play out these scenarios in your life. Part of it is the influences you're exposed to when you see 
you know, terrifying things on the news or in movies or whatnot. And you're like, wow, what if that happened to me? What if that happened to my family or to my yeah. loved ones? Um, and maybe part of it is good, like because it gives you a sense of appreciation or joy and helps you realize how much you love someone. If you realize, if you think through like how much you'd miss them or how much you'd hate it if something happened to them. What about, what about now? Do you have like the question was about fears for us, for mom and me or for Eddie now? Do you have any of those? I think it's very similar where I feel like overall in life, my greatest, like one of my greatest fears has always been losing family or like family suffering. And so I, I worry about you guys all the time. I pray about you guys every night. Um, and now it's like, it's your, y'all's physical health and your mental health and just. Cause we're getting so old. You mean? No, our minds I mean, I mean all of you apart. guys, like, like <laughs> my parents, my brother, my dogs, I pray for my dogs. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, th- I think it's very much similar along the same lines. And now that I'm older, I have a little bit of a better grasp on like the OCD sides of things. Not saying that it never affects me because it absolutely does. Um, well, you, re- you recognize it, you know? Yeah. I think the whole idea about understanding a quote unquote disorder is just to say, oh, wait, there's a category of information around that, that type of a behavior or those types of symptoms. And yeah. you can better understand it and process it and realize it's not terribly unusual. But, yeah. you know, you, you transcend it. You don't let it define you or run your life. And I for think. me, I think one of the big aspects of understanding it was understanding the fact of like, oh, I'm not crazy. Like this yeah. is an actual thing. Um, and it, it was like always how I was wired. Um, yeah. And so I've now, had some similar things. Yeah. I won't go into them, but yeah, I can relate to that. In terms of our fears, I mean, obviously, when you, once you're a parent, you realize, oh my gosh, it's I didn't know it was possible for me to love another human being this much as our, my own child. Yeah. And then the other side of that coin is, what would it be like if something happened to them? If someone hurt them? If someone took them? Um, or you know, even even worse, right? And yeah. so that never goes away. And I think as your kids get older, you you process it differently. Like when Eddie first went to college. Um, in North Carolina and then in Boston, further away now and less frequently in contact with him. Like, uh, and then with you in LA, so much of it's out of your control. It's an act of faith and trust. And you just have to know I've done my part. Like I've I've instilled, hopefully mom and I have have helped you understand how to behave, how how to conduct yourself, how to stay safe. Um, and that you're loved and that you're valuable and that, you know, you won't be manipulated easy by people who come into your life easily because you have a sense of self-worth and maybe people who have less of a sense of self-worth are more vulnerable to predators or to people who can come in and take over their lives. Yeah. Um, But in terms of fears for you and Eddie now, I don't really focus on those. I, you know, I don't, I would, I wouldn't say that I don't have any fears. I would say I don't give my fears power over me. Like I don't want to spend time thinking about that. I only have hope and opportunity and excitement for what's to come in your life. And, um, and I have great faith like you do and, you know, in, in a better, in a whole big purpose around why you're here and how your life's going to play out. Like we're watching a huge story unfold. Yeah. The, um, I, lately I've been feeling a little bit in my own life, like, uh, overwhelmed. Like there's so much happening all at once. 
And we keep saying yes to new opportunities, including the podcast. And (laughs) I love the podcast. I'm so glad we do this. This is like the greatest gift a dad can have is to spend an hour in meaningful conversation with his daughter and be working collaboratively with, with your mom and with Eddie every week on getting this done and reaching out to him on ideas. And, um, it, you know, it's, it's awesome. But then this week and the next, well, in the next two and a half weeks, um, backing up a few days, we had the wedding, eight speeches, two virtual events that we have to pre-record yeah. and we're launching a new course. And I remember like I used to be extremely busy. Like if it's humanly possible to get from one speech to another speech, we put it on the calendar and try to make it happen and get it done. And you get, you get comfortable in that flow of craziness or chaos in your life. And through, through COVID, obviously it was the reverse of that where you had all this downtime. We were together for long periods of times and you had a lot of free time or a lot of time to think about Mm -hmm. your next move. It wasn't necessarily free time, but it wasn't constantly go, go, go. Uh, Now that I'm getting kind of back into that mode, at least for the immediate future, it's like, okay, I kind of remember this gear, but it seems like a lot. Yeah. No, because you're you're back working. And while you were still working um, throughout COVID and while, I mean, like working differently, working from home and just kind of learning how to work differently, I guess. Um, now you're, you're traveling again. And I can't, that's, that's so much work. <laughs> like you have to work yes, to get is. to the work. It, it makes me very aware now of how long it takes to get to a speech. Yeah. You literally, you, you burn two days on a calendar to go do a speech somewhere. For sure. And, and we were in the you know, habit now of doing it in the studio and then I'd make the joke as we're done, like, okay, got to catch a flight and go home. Oh wait, no, I don't. I'm already yeah. home. You know? And, and the truth is we're doing both. We've mm-hmm. got some clients who would rather do it virtually, some on the road, but um, it's a little bit of everything, a little bit of everything. Yeah. It's just a new, I don't want to say new normal because I hate that, that phrase because there's no such thing as normal. Normal is just, I think, a word we use to talk about what used to happen because now we understand it better, right? But in the moment of what's happening and the chaos of now, it's always going to be uncertain, unfolding every moment. Off balance I won't go on into purpose. my speech mode. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, I've got a new one now. I've, I've got a new speech I'm doing. It's kind of the next level of off balance on purpose. It's called positive chaos. That's so, fun. Yeah, but it's true. Like chaos is something I've been thinking about a lot because of this podcast and my speaking and a course we're launching called Transform Your Chaos. But um, the notion that, so I started studying like chaos theory and what it, what it is and like the patterns behind chaos and um, the butterfly effect and, and how little things amplify into future results. And um, it's pretty, pretty amazingly cool. And so anyway, yeah, about to go into it, go into what part? Yeah, so so I'm doing a live streaming on that topic on November 2nd at 2 p.m. So if you're interested in checking that out, we're also going to launch the course that day too. So you'll hear a, uh, what that's all about and a special offer for the course launch about what that's about. But it's basically November 2nd, 2 p.m. And even if you don't do the course or anything like that, the first 45 minutes or so of the program is going to be just really valuable content about positive chaos. So if that's something you're into, it's absolutely free. Go to danthurman.com slash event, danthurman.com slash event, and you can sign up and enjoy that. 
That'd be really cool if we had attenders from this podcast and from all over the world. That's yeah. very cool. So, so do you want to uh, take another question, Mags? I want to tell you about some stuff first. Okay, you got it. And we can circle back tell around. Tell me about some stuff. So I can't believe I didn't actually bring this up at the wedding. I guess other stuff was going on. But the day before I left, I got another flat tire while I was driving. Literally drove on the freeway with it, pulled over when I could, called AAA. They changed it out for the spare. But, y'all, I have been having a good bit of car trouble since I was here. Um, probably due to the fact that I drove my car across the country, um, <laughs> might have, might have a little thing to do with it, but yeah, I've had to buy a new battery since being out here. This is my second flat tire in a few months. Um, so all this to say, I bought a Tesla. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I was going to um, say every, every time you fill up your tank, you have, you have car trouble because it's, uh, you live in California and gas is over $5 a gallon. This so. is true. Trouble there. There's some places <laughs> where it's over six in LA. You're kidding. No, isn't that insane? That's crazy. Yeah. But, um, so I'm getting my tires changed and I finally decided that I'm just going to pay up. And so like I was talking to them and they have this thing where it's like the, like the unbreakable tire and it's like premium tires, premium air, like everything in it. And it's $500 a tire, but they have to do all four. So it's like, okay, fine. I'm just going to do it. And so finally got that done. And I think it's overall like a good, like a good investment. What do you think? I think I would have probably had you talk to me about it before you did it because <laughs> now you've that's already good, done it, right? That's a good price, isn't it? For all four um, tires? I mean, you could get tires, you could get really good tires cheaper than $500 a tire. Um, however, if, if they're truly unbreakable, if warrantied, all that kind of stuff, I mean, I, I guess that could be a good deal. And it's a done deal. So all you can do now is, is learn, you know, is process how you feel about it. You could either feel like, like I might've got ripped off or you could feel like, hey, I've got great tires. So let's go with that second option. Dad, have you seen the TikToks that are girls who call their dads and tell them they ridiculously paid more money than necessary to get their car fixed? Did you just do that to me? <laughs> I did, I did. Oh my God. <laughs> you oh, handled you're it terrible. very nicely. You, you didn't call me a silly person. So well, that was good. nice. But no, <laughs> <laughs> the first half of the story was true. I am driving on a spare right now. And I tried to call them to get it fixed yesterday. And they didn't get back to me. So I have to call them again after this. But well, no. we did replace at least a couple of your tires fairly recently. I know. And that's so why. So you don't have to replace all four tires. No, 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 no. That was all a part of the joke. <laughs> I know. I did not pay $2,000 okay. for confused. I don't know what's real anymore. <laughs> Where am I? What are we doing? <laughs> Is this thing on? <laughs> no, my one of my tires, did, I do have a flat tire, so I'm driving on a spare right now. It's my front left tire, which we did okay. get replaced, I'm pretty sure. So, Well, and they can repair that tire, right? Because they don't necessarily replace it in, unless the tire is completely destroyed. Normally, when you get a flat tire, it's just a puncture, and they yeah. can patch the tire. That's a good point. Unless it's on the side of the tire. Like, if it's too close to the edge, yeah. then it becomes a problem. I don't know. But I'll have, have you, to get have them to look the at tire it. Have you taken the tire to a tire dealership or, dealership or repair place well, I, and I, have them fix it? Yeah, I just, I'm trying to make an appointment. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. I'm working on it. I didn't pay $2,000 for new tires. 
Thank you. I'm <laughs> glad welcome. to hear that. And and you're you're crazy. Did so I do here, good? A, did I do good? Like yeah, you did great. <laughs> you had me sold. I'm an unbreakable actor, guys. tire. It's like like what is this? And I just after I got like done talking about how you raise your kids with great <laughs> awareness and perception and good values and yeah, you know, we, we did the whole money episode and here yep. you're spending two grand on tires. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, hey Maggie. Well, I say that. That's not what Christian are you reading said. a question? Christian just asked the question. I think he said hi though. What are your tips on putting your phone or something distracting away when you have to get stuff done? Mm. This is a challenge for me, for you, for everybody. Probably more for me than you even, um, because you know <laughs> I, I'm on my phone a lot. Yeah. You ever you pick up your phone and you just start opening apps randomly and you yeah. don't even know why you did it? Literally, I unlock mm-hmm. my phone and then TikTok's open. I think it's so funny of how often this happens where we'll just be out in public. This happened when we were at IHOP. We're just out in public. We're all sitting waiting for a table. And I just hear, like, I forget exactly what it was. It was either like, what you know about rolling down? And it's like this song. Or it was like, oh no, our table. And I just look over and you're like quickly closing the app because you accidentally opened it with like full volume. And it's because it's an addiction. Like it's something we're just used to. Well, it is an addiction. It's designed to be an addiction. They study human psychology and wait times and they track your (laughs) algorithm and every instant of how you interact with it to make it increasingly more addicting. And it's like the most powerful drug that is in the hands of nearly every kid on the planet or, you know, of a certain age (laughs) and in a certain income class. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's incredible, incredibly powerful both for good and for uh, not so good. Yeah. Like, like when I think about how much joy I used to get out of sitting down and reading a book, and I still enjoy reading, but to what it takes to get me to sit down and actually devote attention to reading words on pages mm-hmm. and not like going to a phone or something like that, because all it takes is one thought. It's like, oh, what about that thing that I remember and was going to look at? Or what about that email that I've got to respond to? And before you know it, you're picking up your phone and now you've just made a reaction and now the phone is going to start telling you what to think and what to do Mm -hmm. as opposed to just putting it away. So what are your, how do you handle that? How do you put it away? Um, Genuinely, I, I find like increments kind of work really well for me. If I genuinely take my phone, flip it over and push it a few feet away from me, like just out of reach. If I can reach it, I'm going to grab it. But if it's just out of reach or even out of sight or something um, and just work for 20 minutes, like work for 20 minutes, then grab your phone, you know, see if, see if anyone really needs to reach you, how dire any circumstances are. Look at it for maybe a minute or two, watch a few TikToks, then flip it back over, push it away and like do more work. Um, yeah, I I find that that usually works best for me. Um, when I was in high school, TikTok obviously wasn't crazy big my first few years of high school. But something I would do is I would kind of, with texting people, have like little homework rewards. So I would be doing math homework or something and say, okay, after five problems, I'll respond to my text to this person. Um, or like playing back in Game Pigeon or something where <laughs> it was just, it was kind of a reward system, but still had me being productive. 
Um, not to say that I'm incredible at this. Like I am not. I definitely have a lot of work to do in regards to self-control over my phone. Um, I was actually literally thinking the other day about how many hours have I spent looking at a phone or my computer and it terrified well, your, me. Your phone will tell you how many hours you spent looking at it yeah. this week over last week and whether your screen time is up or down. And, and to be yeah. fair, like my job is is on my phone. Like I record on my phone. Uh, I usually edit TikToks on my phone. Um, and so there is a lot of work time, I guess, that is spent on my phone. But there is a lot of excess time that I can cut out um, and should work on. You know, it's also interesting. I don't know if this is still the case, but I remember, remember noticing this back when I was first getting into TikTok a lot and spending a lot of time learning about the app and mm-hmm. in the app. Um, my phone in screen time, it puts it in categories. And for <laughs> TikTok, the category was creativity. And mm. I was like, oh, that really makes it sound like I'm doing something productive. Yeah, I you're like being that. creative. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Or productivity app. I forget what it was, but it's something like creativity or, or you know, I, th- I think that was it. But um, anyway, I think that for me, when I put down my phone and I have to do something else away from my phone deliberately, like reading, like being on an airplane, that's really one of the things I enjoy about airplanes is you can literally shut off your phone. I never buy the internet package on the flight. I just do other things while I'm on the flight. Sometimes it's, I'm being very productive. Other times I'm watching a movie. Uh, or other times I'm just resting, writing. I write some of my new weekly video scripts on airplanes. So that's really helpful. Or like going for a walk with the dogs or to the dog park or playing disc golf or going for a ride in the woods. Like I really enjoy the aspect of those activities that is turning off the phone, getting yeah. away from the phone. Um, and so that really helps me Same. understand the, the value of it. Uh, do you remember when we went down the Grand Canyon? Mm-hmm, I do. Yep. So we spent a full week down the Grand Canyon, which is wilderness. There is no cell signal, right? And so within the first day, you're out of range. And maybe for the next couple of days, you're like, am I really out of range? You turn your phone on every once in a while and say, yep, there's no signal. Yep. But eventually you get used to it and you're like, wow, your brain comes back. We spend like, we're thinking of an idea or a question. Hey, who was in that movie that one time? Or and then instead of like somebody going to a phone to answer the question, we would think about it and talk about it yeah, and ask the figure it out. You. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You want to know something the- so funny about that trip is Ruby and I had this song stuck in our head. Um, the don't go chasing waterfalls. Uh, just say da, 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 da. And we did not know the rest of the song. And so we would literally the whole time we were we would just sing like don't go chasing waterfalls da da ba, da 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 ba, da and like we wouldn't know the rest of it and it was like on the last day of the trip we were walking next to Clayton and Clayton just started singing the rest of it and we were like what the heck you know the rest of the words and you didn't tell <laughs> us this entire week long trip and it just goes to show like a lot of people know different information than you around you. Just talk to them about it, you know? Sorry to interrupt you for that, but I just, I wanted to put that out there. But go ahead. No, that's great. I wanted to go back to the Waffle or the uh, IHOP experience. Yeah. Sunday morning, (laughs) before I caught my flight, kind of everyone was on their way out. Some people left early, some people left later. Um, Some of us had time for breakfast. So we walked to IHOP in Austin on a Sunday, which, as you can imagine, was kind of hopping. It was busy. (laughs) And, and we walked in and 
what was interesting to me after the fact, as I started to think about it, is how my perspective of what was going on in that waffle, that sorry, in that IHOP changed <laughs> from beginning to end. Because we walked in and it was crazy inside. Like there was a, everyone was being served. All the tables were full. There was no hostess. And so people started like piling up in the lobby area waiting for tables and no one's serving us. And we're like, are they ignoring us? Nobody here is doing their job. They're completely out of control. Well, eventually people started leaving. Eventually there was space and eventually they incorporated us, got us seated, gave us attention. But what I realized afterward is, no, they were totally doing their job. Yeah, They were kicking butt getting mm-hmm. people served, getting people through that restaurant. And once we were in the flow of the experience, you understood like, like A, they were short-staffed. Like every place, restaurants and, and places of business, all retail establishments having a huge problem right now trying to find people to work. You've got supply chain issues, probably paying more for all their food and trying to get the food that they needed and get it unloaded and get trucks there. Like they've got a lot of issues and yet they're still busting out this great food at a high level of quality. And by the time we were through that experience, I was like, thank you so much for working so hard and for doing your jobs. Yeah. And they, the food honestly came out very quick. <laughs> once, yeah, once, once we, we were, were in, in the flow. Yeah. 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 So I think that's my new perspective now is when I see people working, I'm like, thank you for working. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for doing your job. I yeah. really, really appreciate it. Yeah. For sure. So... Anything else on your list or you want to go to another question? Um, We probably have time for like one more question, right? Okay, let's see. I'm going to let you answer this one. Hi, I'm from Spain. My name is Valentina. I love your podcast. You are my go-to people when I'm feeling down. I find it hard having to wait until the next week for a new episode. I was wondering if you have a favorite podcast that you would recommend, one that matches your vibe and makes you happy and motivated. So I guess she's asking, like when she's done with our podcast, who else can she listen to that would give her a similar good feeling? Thank you for answering, and I wish you the best, Valentina. That's a really good question. Um, there are none, Valentina. This is the only one that can give you this good yeah, feeling. Don't listen so to any other podcasts Basically listen to ever. the old ones. <laughs> Go back to the archives and just keep listening to the old ones because trust me, you'll get more out of them the second time you hear them. Yeah, just keep them on loop every single day. Um, no, <laughs> I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, not many like ours though. I really, I really do feel like ours is pretty unique in the dynamic of uh, it's for like everyone, you know, it's wholesome. <laughs> we, we try and keep it appropriate, um, while still being like fun and real. Um, I, I listen to a lot of crime podcasts, but again, that's not the question. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. People who make you laugh. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't have any podcasts I listen to that are like ours. I listen. I listen to Sadie Robertson sometimes, um, which is it's just fun. But again, it's like a lot more faith. I listen to Unfiltered. I listen to, honestly, I love going on like the podcast list and just trying new podcasts and seeing what you think of an episode. You know what I mean? It's kind of like trying out a new TV show, but you can do it while driving or something, so it's fun. Hmm. Whenever you have that thought about how much you love this show, like recommend it to somebody else, though. <laughs> That would be a good idea. And also, I want to recognize that in this audience, we have not, not just the you know, young 18 to 20-year-old listeners who are kind of looking at it from Maggie's perspective, but we've got a lot of parents in the audience 
who are listening to it from my perspective or from your perspective as a parent. And you're also got a lot of both, a lot of families who listen to the show together. We love that. Hopefully this is giving you an opportunity to have meaningful conversations within your home, which you can um, definitely do. And we're, we have resources on wholesomechaos.com to help you do that even more and even better. So, okay, last question. Hi, I'm Julia from Massachusetts, and I'm a freshman in high school trying out for a basketball team in a few weeks, and I'm a little nervous and get stressed. Got any tips? Well, Julia, like congratulations. That's pretty awesome, and way to go for making that decision to try out, to put yourself out there, to take a risk, and to try out for the basketball team. Um, I've probably got a few tips in mind for you. Maggie, do you have any, any thoughts or suggestions to start off with? You go for it, Mr. Motivational Speaker. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, I would say do all you can to, to plan and prepare. Think it through. Imagine it, picture it, kind of visualize what that practice is going to look like and do some work, like get ready. Whatever you think readiness looks like, probably some physical activity, some shooting some baskets, obviously, you know, st- stretching, training, working out, whatever you're going to do to get yourself physically ready, whatever you're going to do to get yourself mentally ready. And also understand like all of that preparation is only the beginning. Like that's the first step. Whenever you show up, you got to be able to put your preparation behind you in the past and just be in the moment, just be present, really enjoy it. Like picture yourself right now in this experience of walking in and understanding, hey, it's going to be way different than you imagined. And that's okay. You're still totally cool with it because you know you're prepared. You know you've put in the work. And you can just be you. Also, like, lean into your strengths and your uniqueness. Like, like be yourself. Don't try to feel like you've got to be like that person or like that person or as good as them or as, as great as that person over there. You can't have all the strengths of the team. You have your strengths of the team. And so put that out there in the best light that you can put it out there. And then just trust, like the coach is going to see how that fits into the bigger picture. Um, But you're going to do great. And then afterward, you're going to also be thinking about things you could have done better or should have done differently or wish you'd have like made that shot or whatever. But you've got to just understand like that's part of the process too. It's like every time I do a speech, every time I do a show, I do the three shows, the one you plan, the one you do, and the one you should have done that you're <laughs> going to think about later. Yep. Um, and it's, it's going to be the same with your audition uh, or your practice. Or, or like Maggie, when you audition for um, any kind of an acting role mm-hmm. or something like that. Oh my I mean, gosh, that's kind of yeah. weird. How do you prepare for an acting audition? Oh, it's so funny. I was talking to, I was in one acting class a while ago, and we were talking about different acting techniques. There's so many different acting techniques and like thoughts of principles and stuff. And one of them involves a lot of preparation and a lot of like subtext and writing out like, oh, this is why I'm saying this. This is what I'm feeling. And the way he put it is he was like, essentially what you're going to do is you're going to spend a ton of time doing Udahagen was like the, the school of thought um, preparation beforehand. And then you're going to go in and Meisner it which is a lot more of like in person because you're going to forget everything that you talked about beforehand. Um, and so <laughs> I think... Like Uta Hagen? Yeah. And so... That was one acting school and then Meisner is the other. Yeah, just like schools of thought, essentially. Yeah. Um, they're like people. Okay. But um, yeah. n- no, I totally, I know Meisner. I didn't know Uta Hagen. Yeah, I totally relate to the whole like what you plan to do, what you actually do, and then what you think about on the way home where it's like, oh man, I, I had a lot of beats and stuff and emphasis that I wanted... Placed, you made a lot of beats happened. before your audition? You know how much I love beats. 
You love beets. <laughs> I <laughs> hate beets. Oh my gosh, that's that's a story beets. for another time. Um, yes, we could do a whole episode on beets. No, we cannot. I think that would be amazing. No. Yes. No. You can't beat it. There's. <laughs> That was really good. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's really okay. Bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. Julia, you're going to be amazing. Are you yes. tell, Are you kidding me? This is going to be awesome. We're excited for you. You got it. You and you got to let us you. know how it goes. Yes. You got to let us know how it goes and if this was helpful and um, and if you're on the team because yeah. I, I think you are. Like I think you're awesome <laughs> and you've got this strength. You don't even know how great you are yet, but trust me, you're going to realize it at that audi- audition. Trial. And for everyone <laughs> out there in the audience, we, we love you guys. We, we value you and you are unique and special in your own amazing ways. Lean into who you are, be more of who you are and stretch yourself. Like, like try to become a better version of you. Yeah. Be, be more intentional about how you talk about yourself or how you uplift the people around you. Um, it's really kind of a, full, a very fun and cool way to go through life is by seeing like how can you do this secret good work and help the people around you. Don't you think, Maggie? Yeah, for sure. You want to you wanna uh, know something really funny? Yes. So exciting things that happened this week. Um, I was in one of David's vlogs, which was like super cool, super fun. Like I love that whole Congratulations. Thank you. That was, I was actually with like all four of us, you, me, mom, and Eddie were all together when that happened. And I found out the way I find out most things, which is through my TikTok comments. Um, they, <laughs> they always tell me things that I don't know about myself. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'll check it out. Um, but yeah. And this is David Dobrik, for those of you who don't know. Yeah. But when we were filming, um, Josh Morris was here with me. Um, and we were like all together while we were filming. And it was so funny because we were making jokes last night. Because you don't really see Josh in the video, but you hear him say one thing. And so we were like, Josh, do the thing. Do the thing from, like, the vlog. And he, he just, like, he said, like, that was actually really good or something. Like, that was amazing. And so we keep having him do his line from the vlog. And it's so funny. Um, great guy. But, no, that was that was such a fun experience and really cool. And literally, the – like, People, when they told me about it in the comments and stuff, it was like the sweetest thing where they were literally, I had people saying like, just saw you in the vlog. I'm like, proud of you. Yeah. They're like, I'm proud of you. I'm so happy yeah, for like that. the way your life is going. And I was like, what the heck? This is so nice. Like I wasn't expecting this. And man, y'all are like, y'all are the best. Literally what? Man. So cool. Great, I'm so grateful. Great people. Yeah. yeah, but that happened this week, and that was really exciting. Um, yeah. <laughs> I wonder what's going to happen next week. Yeah, who's who's to say? I guess we'll find out together, and then we'll tell all of you about it, too. <laughs> yeah. In the meantime, tell us what's going on in your lives. Please go out to wholesomechaos.com, leave us your questions. Subscribe to the podcast. And uh, we didn't have any sponsors this week, but you can look at our sponsors for previous episodes and support them. And just tell your friends and grow the community and and get yourself some wholesome chaos in your life and for your family. <laughs> and Julia, let us know how the tryout goes. Um, but yeah, you can follow us on any of our other socials if you wish. Um, it's Maggie Thurman and Dan Thurman on everything except TikTok. My dad is Maggie's dad, one, two, three. I don't think we're ever going to change that. And I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> literally check out, I already said this, but check out our other socials. A lot of what we talk about, you can actually see on those things. So yeah. 
I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and that you'll tell your friends and that we'll see you guys again next week. All right, Maggie. Have a great week. I love you. I love you. Bye. We love you too. See you guys. Bye. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. My diary is right here. We could do a podcast that is just me reading pages from my diary. That'd be really bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Read me something from your diary, Maggie. Okay. This is when I went to the hospital for <laughs> my, my, right before junior year. Um, oh, my gosh. Why do I only journal when I'm sad? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. I can't read any of this. What am I doing? No, I can't. This is all really bad. <laughs>